Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of February, 2016. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. It's two days after Hedgehog Day, most important day of the year. Um, and Dave, you'll be pleased to know that I uh, got into my office on um, Tuesday morning and I didn't turn the lights on, eh? So it was completely dark in here, and I didn't see my own shadow. <laughs> Perfect. Winter's over, dude. Seriously. <laughs> by Valentine's Day, it's going to be all over. Well, okay. you know what? We're, we're, in, we're in different spots in the country. I'm looking out at uh, some, some blossoming trees. I'm looking out at... Uh, yeah. Sorry. We're not in the same boat here. No. No. no we're not. It's like 43 degrees here right now. Uh, well, you know, it's a balmy uh, 31 degrees here, 31 Fahrenheit, uh, negative 1 uh, uh, centigrade. But um, anyway, just, I, I, I really want to um, establish Hedgehog Day as the national uh, or the, the international uh, predictive uh, 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 weather predictive day because groundhogs are filthy liars. Okay, a lot happened this week besides the uh, most important commemorative day of the year. Um, and there's, I mean, there's so much to cover. Eric Inga, the brilliant Eric Inga, wrote uh, what I thought, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you agree because everyone's been all over it this morning, a seminal article at Moz.com, uh, The Machine Learning Revolution. want to talk a lot about that. Um, this goes into, you know, how AI is transforming search. Um, it uh, has to do with uh, Amit's retirement at, at Google. Mm-hmm. Head of search. The head of search at Google, uh, Amit Singha, retired this week, being replaced by the guy who uh, helped create Google's positronic brain. Yeah. lot to think about there. I think we should actually hit that in our second segment so that we I can agree. have a full half hour to talk about it, eh? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. So, this morning, you uh, you 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 woke up to two things on Facebook that were uh, you know kind of interesting. One of them is apparently it's Friendship Day today. Oh, happy Friendship I, Day, Dave. Well, thanks, Jim. Happy Friendship Day to you too, and to all of our good friends in the uh, listening audience. So, Facebook commemorated Face uh, Friendship Day with a. Well, one of those, you know, cute little compilation movies they make. You know, they, they pull up a whole bunch, dredge up a whole bunch of memories. Um, tw- it's also Facebook's 12th anniversary. Facebook has been around for 12 years as of today. Wow. And uh, I, I know you, you and I were both early users of Facebook. And so there's a lot of stuff in our history to grab from when Facebook makes up its uh, Friends Day video. Mm-hmm. Including mention of, you know, one of my ex-wives and a bunch of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm not friends with them, but, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not exactly what you were thinking of when you were 
looking for your your current friends, maybe. No, not at all, actually. Not not even <laughs> close. But it 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 it, it did uh, sort of focus attention on Facebook's other publicity stunt today, which was the Facebook degrees of separation. Have you seen that? Uh, you know what? I have not. I've been so distracted with Amit and Eric that I have actually not spent much time with Facebook other than posting Eric's great article. Uh, so please let me know. I, I, well, I think I know where you're going with this. Well, you, you know the old, uh, the old canard, uh, you're, you're separated by about you know six degrees from any other person on earth. Somehow yep. you know President Obama because – Okay, you know President Obama because you know me. I know Ross. Ross knows Colin Powell. Colin Powell knows Obama. There's right. one route to President Obama for you that puts you four away. Three away because you know Ross as well. Right. Um, or somehow you're connected to Kevin Bacon within six degrees. Same thought, right? Yeah. Well, Facebook is actually you know using the massive amount of data it has on its two billion or so users – Facebook has crunched numbers and figured that we're actually a lot closer to each other, especially if you're, you're connected on social networks. As it turns out, on Facebook, on average, I am 3.05 degrees away from any given person on Earth, including only two degrees from Mark Zuckerberg himself. And you know what? You That's actually not well. surprising when I think about it. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, someone like Zuckerberg or, say, Sharon or, uh, say, Sandborg, um, Cheryl Sandborg. I mean, yeah. Did we get the You knew Tyler McDonald. Tyler McDonald yeah. worked for Facebook, um, worked with Mark Zuckerberg. You're a degree from Mark. It's a very close hop. It um, is. Yeah. No, no, it is. It's funny. And in the real world, I'm actually two hops from Bill Gates. So it's a weird, <laughs> it is weird how that happens, but I will never meet the man. Right, like it's it's that close, but I'll never meet the guy. Well, uh, having having actually thoroughly read my uh, Microsoft Office uh, uh, end user license agreement, we're all pretty close to Bill Gates because somewhere in there says you got to be his cabana boy. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Okay, yeah, that was that was cheap. I apologize. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of neat, though. I mean, like. If we could get an even better measurement, if we could only get the other 6 billion people on Earth to get Facebook accounts. And we'd be right there. And you know what? They're trying. <laughs> they are trying, absolutely. Okay, speaking of the power of Facebook, you know those, uh, I don't even know what to call them, the pickup artist groups. Uh, Roosh V is the, uh, the founder of these like misogynist uh, pickup artist. Uh, uh -huh. Well, one of their subgroups is called Return of the Kings, and they were going to be having meetings in uh, multiple locations around the world, in Australia, North America, Europe. Uh, there was a meeting that was planned for Victoria, B.C., another one that was planned for the city of Toronto, one planned for Los Angeles, New York, etc. Well, Outrage on Facebook had, you know, lynch mobs preparing to meet these guys when they met at the, in public locations. Mm -hmm. So the return of the king seems to have turned into the burn of the kings. Uh, this character, Roche V, has announced publicly that all meetings are canceled because... And, 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 and I just want to note, this is a group that advocates for the... It advocates that Rape or sexual assault in a private residence should not be against the law. 
These guys advocate for rape. So they cancel their meeting because they can't guarantee the safety of people who show up. Yeah. That's the right response. There we are. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, like, that's sort of a, that, that SOB. I mean, seriously. Advocating rape in a private residence. Um, and then, you know, then they have to cancel his meeting because everywhere he goes, uh, women and their, you know, uh, and, and their male supporters are going to beat the snot out of them, which I think mm-hmm. is an appropriate response to them. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I'm not for vigilante justice normally, not normally. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you if you dropped them into Oswald State Penitentiary, you know, we've all seen Oz. You know, I mean, would you count a cell as a private residence? In this case, I would. <laughs> I would still imagine that the act of assault against him was illegal, but I don't think anybody would be uh, moving to file charges very quickly. No, no. Okay, I just um, want to note that just for the the power. But this this was two days of outrage, and then uh, forced uh, forced these men's right groups to cancel their meetings. Yeah, so that's good. That, that, that kind of pleases me. Yeah, no, it lets Although you know I what power admit, you have. I got to admit, video of uh, Roosh V getting punched in the nose would be gold. <laughs> gold, <laughs> comic gold. <laughs> Okay, yep. what do we want to do? The most valuable company on Earth or one of the least valuable companies on Earth? Which way do you go? <laughs> um, you know what? I guess we're going to be covering both here. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I know Brasco's got his finger right on that button, so let's, <laughs> let's go with most valuable first just to make him just sit and wait for it because we like tormenting Brasco a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, if you know your ABCs, uh, you'll know that Google has just uh, you know, split his company. Uh, split itself into the major holding companies now, you know, Alphabet Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And Alphabet Incorporated this week surpassed Apple as the most valuable company on earth. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, good. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's accurate, right? Like to me, I, I can't go, you know, hey, good or, or, or bad. I mean, I, you know, I have an Android, not an iPhone, but whatever. Taking all that, all that side of things, that personal preference and the holy wars of tech off uh, off the table. Um, I think it's actually a fairly accurate reflection of what the valuation of the two companies really would be. They're, they're still incredibly close, um, you know, but they're they're. I, I do I do see why. Um, you know, when you just look at what they produce, I, I certainly see why. Alphabet would be worth more than than Apple would at this point. Well, I noticed I noticed in one of the articles, and this kind of confused me. Maybe you can help out. Um, I noticed in one of the articles that Alphabet was worth a Brazilian dollars, but I wasn't sure if it was really worth a Brazilian dollars. Or that's where they've stashed their money, so they don't got to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. To let our uh, to let our listening audience know, as of as of right now, so no, you know you have to look this up if you're on podcasts, but. Um, as of right now, Alphabet's coming in at $54 billion, um, as opposed to Apple at $535 billion. I mean, we're still, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, we, weeping tears for, uh, for Apple. We'll get to a company that I am <laughs> a little sad for in just a second. Um, but yeah, that, that was, I mean, investors are obviously pleased. Um, you know, and, and 
I'm a little relieved actually after this, you know, sort of breaking up and, and moving, moving things around. It is nice to see that, okay, there is this growth um, that was expected a little higher than expected actually. Um, you know, and, and even with the reorganization that's, that's held. So nice to see that. And uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but I mean, it makes sense when you think, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but when you think of where Alphabet is spreading its fingers right now, it feels like a company of the future. And um, I don't know. I don't think Apple is stale by any, by any sense, but um, well, with all respect to Tim Cook, he ain't no uh, Steve Jobs. No. no. Um, but again, all respect to Tim Cook, you got to be you got to be a heavy hitter to get to where that man's sitting. But Steve Jobs was just the consummate salesman and showman. Well, yeah, and perfect. you know what? I mean, it, it really it really does. I mean, let's 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 use this as a segue here. Marissa Meyer is a heavy hitter, but yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't work out for you anyway. It's kind of like reading Casey at the bat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we gotta we gotta go there. Uh, Brasco, get your finger ready. Um, Yahoo has descended to become well worth um, literally less than nothing. <laughs> Yahoo. And sadly, that may one that may be one of the last times you hear the the Yahoodle, the Yahoo Yodel, um, on Webmaster Radio, because there's a very good chance that by this time next month, Marissa Mayer and her board of directors will be, you know, preparing to sell the component pieces of what we know is Yahoo. Mm-hmm. How many figures does that man have? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, this all started, well, I mean, this, this started years ago, even before Ms. Mayer's assumed role of CEO at, uh, at Yahoo. They were in desperate trouble. Uh, Jerry Yang came back, tried to, tried to rate the ship, the, one of the, one of the founders, he failed. Uh, there was two other CEOs that both failed, um, uh, Ms. Bartz, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the other, the other fellow who, who was in there between, uh, Jerry Yang and, uh, Marissa Mayer's, but, there's been a succession of CEOs at Yahoo over the last decade. Each of them has failed to define what Yahoo is and give you know give Yahoo a clear market space. So back in October, Yahoo started talking about selling its shares in a, a former holding of its um, Alibaba, the, uh, the 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 radically popular um, Chinese search engine. And it was going to sell them for about $33 billion. But then the U.S. Treasury said, hold it. You can't do that. If you do, you can. But if you do, you got to pay us about $10 billion in taxes. A capital gain. You just made a massive capital gain. you got to pay for that. Yep. And so that went off the table. Leaving Yahoo's board basically in a negative valuation situation. The shares in its former company are worth more than Yahoo itself is currently, and that really doesn't leave them a lot of maneuverability, does it? No, no, hardly at all. Um, and I mean, you know, reminder for our listening audience, and, and maybe a, a note for people who weren't around um, at the time, and this is what's really sad here, um, is Microsoft made a bid in 2008, so we're not going back that far, uh, valuing them at $44.6 billion. 
Um, and they turned that down. I know, Jim, I know you, I mean, we talked about this a lot at the time, because that's how long we've been making radio. Um, I was, I was holding shares in Yahoo then. That's what I was so pissed about. I was, I was furious then. Yeah. I mean, they, they made a completely fair offer. And actually, like, if we look at what the search landscape would be right now, um, had Yahoo taken it, it it would be a a very different world and a very interesting one. Um, however, we may see that come about anyway, um, as Microsoft can buy the search component for, I don't know, I'm imagining whatever Bill Gates has in his wallet right now. <laughs> well, if, 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 if Gates offers five bucks, I offer six. <laughs> I don't know what I, oh, well, the first thing, the first thing Yahoo's going to do, and actually this, this might change the equation a little bit, Dave. Um, as I understand it, the first thing Yahoo's going to start selling off are its patents. Right. So that takes a lot of value out of that search division suddenly. Because right now, I'm not, honestly, the only thing I think Yahoo Search is really worth is the patents it holds. Yeah. So a lot of weirdness is going to happen here. Um, no idea how it goes, but I think it's fairly safe to say we are like very much on... Um, well, Yahoo Death Watch. I don't know yeah. how else to say it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, you can see the writing on the wall. It's it's the beginning of the end. I'm just not sure where, um, you know, where the search side is going. Of course, that's that's the part that's most interesting to me. There are so many great parts of Yahoo to be sure, yeah. um, but the one that's most interesting for me right now is where does search go. Um, you know, does it go to Microsoft, which is what I would anticipate, and probably you've got somebody from Microsoft calling Yahoo right now going, don't sell patents around search, we'll buy them, right? Like, mm-hmm. we'll scoop those up with the with the rest. Uh, at least I know I would if I was Microsoft right now. But does somebody else come in with a, with a better offer? Microsoft um, offers five. The next guy, Google's going <laughs> to offer six. <laughs> Well, that's it. And I mean, Google's an interesting one because I don't actually think they could do it. Um, not because they don't have the power or, or the money to do it, obviously, you know, most valuable company on the planet right now. Um, but would they even be allowed to? Right. And that oh. be, does become a different thing. And I, I could definitely see some obstacles legally they might have in acquiring Yahoo search. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I agree with you, and I think that there should be obstacles to them to them acquiring it. But the way things work in the uh, the way things are working with the with the big tech behemoths these days is is uh, they do stuff, they get their wrists slapped, they say sorry, and they're so huge and so difficult for legislators to understand that right. nothing happens. You know, <laughs> and Google knows them. It's it's the, it's it's like the Uber effect, right? Love them. Or dislike them, Uber is clearly breaking the law, and legislators have no idea what to do about it. What to do about it? Yeah. Uh, although it would be interesting because we can say that over here, and I mean they certainly don't grasp everything over in say the EU, but they are much uh, more willing to jump on finding or passing laws. Well, and, well, indeed, and that that brings up the absurd French law that we heard about this week. We're going to have to get explicit permission from a website owner to link to them. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> I mean, like, you're right. The EU is, is certainly very activist in its uh, intervention with the tech companies, but I think often their legislators uh, have the same problem our legislators do. And in North America, 
not understanding the realm that they're trying to legislate in. Right, and talk, talk like interestingly, talk about tying the hands of new businesses who are trying to, um, you know, sort of move forward in search. It's like, oh my goodness, like no, I want, I want these people to link to me. Like, please, <laughs> I want them to. Don't make them call me to do it. I'm How putting is- out good content for them to link to. How exactly do do these do these legislators in France believe the web works? You know, like how do you get from point A to point B? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, although I, I can see, uh, I could see a a justification for them going if every page or every website. I mean, this doesn't work functionally, but if they wanted to pass this one, every website should have you know in in France a page on here are our guidelines around. Um, you know, referencing our documents. I mean, still, I think, don't put it on the web if you don't want people to see it. And if you don't want people to link to it and share it, that's what the web is for. Um, but, you know, having a policy around it, I, I could see them passing that one, but still a bit silly to me. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think that should be the prerogative of the website owner, not the governor, not the govern, government of the country the website owner lives in. Yeah. Um, we got to do a break, man. I mean, that was a fun segment and it went way fast, but we're four minutes over time. <laughs> so on behalf of Dave Davies from Beans Talking to Net Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Waste Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We're going to be talking about uh, big data, the rise of the machines, and new happenings at Google after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. Be back after this short break. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Off now back to Webcology only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
day, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 4th of February, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, this segment of the show deals with um, what, I, what I think is uh, the revolution isn't even a big enough word for it. The biggest transformation since the invention of the web is uh, intimately tied to the web. And that's the rise of uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and, you know, machine uh, machines doing what, until very recently, was sets of human tasks. Dave, I would suggest, and I think Google is, would back this statement, that the age of gainful employment is ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just a massive, massive um, you know, shift um, in the way things are done. And it was it was hallmark for, for our listeners um, who don't know. There was just a, a, a resignation and a sort of rehiring or hiring <laughs> or placement um, of two, uh, two separate people. Um, for people who don't know, um, Amit Singhal, I, I'm probably mispronouncing that name. No, that's um, not right, Amit Singhal. Um, is has uh, has resigned from Google. He was the head of, of search um, over at Google, um, and he had a known resistance to machine learning as part of the algorithm. It was just it, it was announced. It was just commonly known. Although he was uh, part of the the implementation of RankBrain uh, back uh, back last spring, um, Gian Nandrea. I'm going to just tell John, this <laughs> his first name, um, has been brought in now as the head of search. And I apologize, John. Giandrea. John Giandrea. Uh, for completely ruining the pronunciation, and thank you for the correction there. He headed up Rank Brain and AI. So now we've got the move away from the head of search, for, and, and he's been with Google for 15 years, um, uh, of a MIT who was resistant to AI um, and, and much more into engineers programming things um, and, and you know, putting in charge of, of search, um, somebody who obviously is, is, is intimately familiar with AI um, and, and a large proponent of it. So a massive, massive shift um, at Google. And I, I don't think, even myself, I don't think I can fully grasp exactly how major this is with some of the fundamental issues that we have with neural networks right now, not just in, in actually creating them, but in understanding them and, and understanding what they do and some of the limitations we're going to have, but we can chat more about that in, in a bit. Sorry. I, I just hogged, just jumped. No, in. dude. I mean, that, that, that was great. And you know, to, 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 that, what I don't think that Google is going to move entirely away from like human intervention in the algorithm. Um, not yet at any rate, they're not ready to, but they're certainly on the path to now. This, uh, this, 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 this lead-up that, that Dave and I just went through um, is ready to introduce a different article that was written by Eric Enga and published at Moz.com, in, in, you know, the Moz blogs. Um, Machine Learning Revolution, How It Works and Its Impact on SEO. Now, Dave, you, uh, we, we both linked to it on Facebook at the moment we saw it. Yep. Uh, um, I, I, I know we've both read through this article like entirely. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's, it's an insanely weighty topic, but if you're 
in SEO now or thinking of getting into search marketing or any, any facet of digital work, you need to read this article. What was, what, what was your opinion? Well, well, yeah, I mean, entirely. That's that's one of the big takeaways, and I'm actually just doing a, a lot of research to write up a, a lengthy blog post, sort of covering this this move. And of course, I am referencing this article um, in it to put it in context for our listeners. I think is is a fair thing. When Rank Brain was announced, when and it was interestingly announced in the fall as something that happened in the spring. So we we sort of found out about it months later, which is a, a huge indication of how far they are along that path because none of us really noticed. Right? Like it, they announced it months later. None of us really noticed it happened, which tells us how good they've gotten with this. Um, and it impacted, I can't remember the exact percent, but give or take around 30% of all queries. Um, and it, it wasn't the major queries. It was things Google had never seen somebody ask for before. So basically yeah. queries that you know, they had never seen, and now they need an artificial intelligence to figure out what the user might actually intend for that. Um, so it impacted 30%. Okay, that's huge, but now we've taken the person who built that and put him in charge of search. So now the person that's just in a test, very successful test in my opinion, um, augmented 30% of search results, is now in charge of the entire algorithm. And, and how search results are going to function at Google. So this is massive, and Eric does such a excellent job. Um, for those who, who need to find it, just go to moz.com slash blog as of today, um, and it's, it's right on their, their homepage. If you're listening to this as a podcast, just head over to that same point. Just look up Eric Eng, E-N-G-E, um, and you'll, you'll find it. Uh, necessary reading, in, in my opinion. It just necessary reading for anybody who cares about search into the to the months and, and years ahead because clearly this is the direction we're going and Eric does a really, really good job of making palatable very complex issues and, and helping with the understanding of here's using some examples in real estate, here's kind of the issues they're dealing with, here's how they address it. And he, he does a really, really good job um, of covering it. So I, I to me I learned a lot um, in 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 grasping exactly the issues they're facing. We all know what machine learning is, but actually understanding how it applies to search um, is is huge and will help us as SEOs. If we can understand what machines are looking for and the problems they're solving, then we can help our clients by making sure we're showing those machines the problems that they need to solve and how we solve that for them. And now instead of having to train humans um, and, and, and write algorithms for humans, we now need to write them for oddly machines, but those machines are going to be looking more at answering human queries. So it's a, it's a roundabout way that I think we're going to see a lot more factors being brought in. Um, and one of the problems that I think humans are going to have at Google trying to figure out what the machines are doing is, yeah, they can start this thing off. They can start this neural network off with a predetermined, Hey, here's the factors and here's the weights. But one of the problems we hit with neural networks, and, and one of the things Amit didn't like about them, is we can't actually figure out post-fact why that machine made the decision it did all the time. Basically, we've created an artificial intelligence, and like a human, we can't always figure out why they're picking this picture of a penguin over this one. So that's going to set up an environment where not only do we not know the weights, but at some point, and I don't imagine we're far into the future, the machine itself may pick a new factor to wait. It might start looking at things that we haven't predicted yet or that we haven't allowed it to do yet, but it may make that decision that it's the logical thing to look at and just start doing it anyway. 
um, you know, putting heavier weights on time on site, actually looking into analytics code and, and pulling from that. Like, who knows where they're going to go, but it's going to be very, very interesting. Well, and to add a, uh, a furthermore to your sentence or to, to your thought, Dave, one of the ways um, Eric sees uh, search marketing uh, companies and more likely search marketing agencies uh, dealing with this is, well, as you said, coming up with their own algorithms to figure to try to suss out what the um, AI or the neural network algorithm is, is seeing and understanding. So for, for newer SEOs, people getting into the game today, calculus, learn calculus. <laughs> you need to do that now. Um, get comfortable with math. Well, and it's it's interesting, eh? Because he actually listed on there, and I, I've added it to my bookmarks. I'm going to like I can only slog through maybe one a week, right? Because he did say this is really high calculus, and heck, I'll probably be going and tapping my my kid on the shoulder and going, "Remind me what this was <laughs> it's been a long time." And you know, you've just taken this stuff. Um, but there's actually, hey, Kelly, how does this computer work? <laughs> um, but there actually is a free course that Eric had taken. I believe it was from Stanford, if I remember the correctly. Um, it's just a 19-hour course on, on how this all works, and it gets into the math and, and this and that. Eric had done it. Um, I know I've, I've added it to my bookmarks. I'm going to you know, probably slog through it like one hour a week kind of thing and, and do this over time. Um, but, you know, if, if you care about search, this is where to go. One of the things that I think is going to be interesting, other than the, the mechanical understanding that we all need to have and the mathematic understanding we all need to have, um, and one of the things where I think Eric was the, the spirit of what he was saying was right. I think the wording and you can do this. I, I, I think he actually knows what he's talking about. Obviously, I think it was just the wording came across to me. I'm like, oh, I don't agree with the way you worded that specifically was this idea of people being able to reverse engineer because that assumes that the robot is going to build the same algorithm for me and you. And I don't think that's what the case is going to be. Oh, I completely um, agree with you there. I mean, so, you can reverse engineer in a most general way, but like like we do now. I mean, Google personalization is is very much part of Google's algorithm, a very rudimentary personalization compared to what we see coming. But uh, you can reverse engineer in a very general way. But yeah, Dave, um, given the size of and the 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 the, the capacity, and which is, I can't even uh, imagine the size and capacity of Google of Google's neural net. Yeah, there will be um, highly personalized algorithms for you, for me, for every individual listening to this show and every individual who uses Google on a regular basis. Yeah, that, I, think I, I think I'll stay a complete. I mean, I'm not, it's a very safe prediction. And you and I may be tied to why would the, a machine not look at you and I and go, you know what, Jim and Dave are probably looking for the same picture when they search Penguin, but Dave's dad is looking for a totally different thing, right? Like. Of course. Well, yeah, because- we're searching for the invisible penguin. Well, your dad might be looking for one that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I don't know where, where else we can go with this article because it is so dense. To get into any single bit of it, we could do an entire show on its own, and we gotta bring Eric we gotta get Eric on the show to talk about this. Indeed. Um Yeah, I mean again, I'm not sure. I'd like to reference people to a Webcology episode back in November. I think it would have aired around Thanksgiving, um, where uh, I spoke with uh, Martin Ford, author of Rise of the Robots, Technology and the Threat of a, well, the Jobless Future. I don't know if I actually see a jobless future in SEO. 
I think it's going to, you know, we're, 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 we're still going to be necessary for at least five to ten more years. <laughs> After that, all bets are off. So if you're, you know, doing future forward planning, like on your career or your life, read this article. Yeah, well, it's an interesting, like, it always hits that, that case, right? Like, how do we view it? Is my job the same? Can I go fast forward five years? Would my job be the same as, as it is now? Not, you hit the nail on the head. Not even close. Right, like there'll be so many factors being brought in, in in so many different ways, and the fact that the world's your oyster at that point once once machines have taken over to the degree they certainly will have five years from now, um, and and the capacity they'll then have for change and customization, yeah, it, it's it's a totally different um, world. But even if we flash back to, I mean, Jim, you and I standing on a deck talking strategy, um, you know, with uh, with your good friend of mine, Ross Dunn. Um, you know, chatting about that sort of stuff, what are we, back almost 15 years ago now? Yeah, afraid so. We were not talking about even kind of the same things we're talking about now, right? So I think it's going to end up being a world much more focused, um, as it should be on technology, i.e., making sure that we are building things right for our users and for the bots um, and making sure that we're customizing that experience for them. I think we're actually more limited now as SEOs than we will be five years from now. And will yeah. SEO still be necessary? Yep. I think it'll just free us up a little bit where Google can then understand, oh, you know what? This is a game. They don't need to have 400 words of content or this is a publishing piece, but it has just a bunch of images on it, right? Like I don't need them to jam in this content to try and describe an image, I can just understand the image and rank that image when it's appropriate, right? So I, I think it'll actually free us up in some ways um, where we can focus more on producing good content, whatever that is, and removing that necessity to sort of tweak it um, and, and put it in a way that's palatable for search engines rather than just producing something awesome and making sure they can understand what it is. You know, you know what's funny about what you just said, man? Like, I've been fascinated by uh, machine learning and 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 uh, robotics um, easily for for about six months now, and even so, even so, inside me, as you were as you were speaking, I was thinking inside my head. Um, well, yeah, but you know, we're we're still going to need uh, people to clarify. We were talking about images. I'm think uh, the first thing I thought of was, well, you know what, we're going to need to alt tag everything just in case Google confuses an emperor penguin with a uh, common penguin. And who knows where machine learning will be five years from now? It, 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 it's just so hard to wrap your head around the rapidity of change. The rapidity of change, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. Getting signals from the studio. Yeah. It's break time. We're not allowed to go four minutes over this time, no matter how hard we try. <laughs> so, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, who uh, this is this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We don't want to do this, but our studio is making us. It's really, they are. Uh, we're going to take a break here on Webcology. We're going to be back in a couple minutes after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Ah! 
Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix... So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davey. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, during the commercial break, Dave and I were uh, shooting messages back and forth uh, in, 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 in a private chat room. And... Uh, Dave, you've got, and obviously you've got Search Console open now, so I want to throw a couple dates out at you at a date range. And uh, anyone who's listening right now, open Search Console, go to Crawl Stats, and just you know, see if this feels right to you. You know, you want to check across a couple of accounts just you know to make sure that you're not getting weird false hit or nothing. But my date range that I've been looking at is the 21st to the 29th of January. I see massive spikes in uh, pages crawled per day number of kilos downloaded per day and the time spent on any given any given page in milliseconds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know I'm more you know we've been we've been on penguin watch since like what this time last year um and we've been promised over and over and over again i mean seriously i, I actually believe it has to be coming now because how often can they say this right <laughs> um, how often can they say it's coming and not actually have it come yeah and my we've one of the things in our practice is we are militant with our clients about page load speeds. Mm-hmm. You've got to knock that number down. <laughs> You've got to knock it down. Always knock it down. 
Um, you could have the best page load speed in the world, and we're going to say knock it down. But on three, four, sorry, four different accounts I'm looking at right now, between these dates, the 21st and the 29th, massive spikes in number of pages crawled per day, kilos downloaded, and time spent on page. Now, I've, I've got to ask, and obviously I don't want the, the domain specifically, certainly not on the radio, um, are these newer sites? Are they sites that you're watching for Penguin, or are they just sites? They've been around for a few years, and, and you're just working on them. Uh, can, I, can I get away with saying a bit of both? Um, okay. One of them yep. is, a, is a newer site, but uh, the other three are you know clients. Uh, so are, are sites that have been around for a while, and the one that I'm really watching is a long-term client. Okay, see, that's interesting. What I saw and, and have is, and this is across a number of sites, a massive spike on the 17th, um, and this is of, of January, massive spike um, in crawling on sites where I was waiting, and it, it skewed my bet on SEO chat. There were some that I was monitoring that had come to us with specific problems. I won't get into the problems, but with problems. Um, and they, all of them, had this massive jump. Um, on the same date, then they all all stabilized after. Again, thanks, Google, because you skewed and I, I lost the bet on SEO chats. You know, when <laughs> Penguin's going to happen based on this? Because I'm like, there it is. Um, but you know what? I went in, checked a couple sites when you'd mentioned it right on the break, as you said. And yeah, on slightly, they're newer, but but still doing very, very strong for, for sites as old as or as new as they are, you know, eight, nine months, but ranking for some pretty solid terms. Uh, and they did have the exact end of last month, starting on the 25th in their, their case, the one I'm looking at right now. Yep, I know that I can see the exact spike you're talking about, and it's sustained for a number of days. Um, so that's, that was interesting to me. Well, again, I don't want to go out on a limb and say this is a clear indication, but we're looking for indicators all the time. Um, we believe that the people at Google try to, to give us as accurate a picture as they're allowed to at any given time. And, you know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, Gary Eyes and, uh, and uh, uh, John Mueller both saying it's coming before the end of this quarter. Yeah, I know. Um, you know what, Jim? I, I got a special, a special event for us right now. And Brasco, I'm going to need you to look at the at the at the message. We've got it. If we want for the last few minutes of the show, we got Eric. Oh my! Want to bring him on really? for a few minutes? Yep. I just posted his number into uh, into the room for Brasco to bring him in. Uh, we can bring him on for a few, and then I'd like to line him up. You know, for a little. We'll, we'll oh, that's sneaky! For, uh, for that is yeah. so sneaky of you. <laughs> So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to be getting the guy on air, talking to him a bit, and then hitting him with the question, eh? Yeah, that's right. We're marketers <laughs> all the way. <laughs> oh. I'll Who bet a client called him right after he sent it. Uh, just for the listeners, we're trying to get Eric on the phone right now, and we're both, we're, we're both waiting. the mobile phone around. of Eric Inga? <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting a client just called him. Is probably what happened there right after he said that. All right, I will drag him on for next week, okay. um, and so we'll we'll have a well. I'll, I'll be working my best. Hopefully, he doesn't have a have a call then. Um, so sorry for the. We'll do a uh, pre-record if we have to. Anything, get this guy on the air. Indeed. 
Um, <laughs> well, Eric, Eric, uh, you might be listening, brother. You just dodged a bullet. We were gonna, we were gonna hit you up with the old uh, little bit of a soft shoe there. You know, we're gonna, gonna, you know, get you talking and then get you to commit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're marketers. What can I say? Um, okay, what else do we got here? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Um, well, we got new messages, and uh, you know what? You sent it to me, so hopefully uh, you can you can get more details in. Again, I've been sort of head down focused on uh, the the emit resignation all morning, um, but there was some search console structured data errors. What do you got? It was uh, an article over at the SEM oh, post that uh, that was. I'm not sure I put that one up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna open it really quickly, scan it, and oh yeah 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 okay I got it okay. okay. Pesky Brasco. <laughs> um, if you're using structured data, um, if you, you know uh, schema or other ways of inform of giving a search engine, um, you know a little bit of tidbits of information about different sections of your website, Google has made some changes about how they're processing structured data markup. Uh, there could be some new errors popping up in the structured data section of Google Console. Um, Google is offering uh, more support for JSON-LD, J-S-O-N-L-D, in products and snippets. Um, they've sort of cleaned up, according to John Mueller, they've cleaned up some of the application logic. You know, it's funny. When John says stuff like this, I completely believe him. When he starts making like general predictions on what the search, what search is doing in general, I totally don't. But stuff like this, I think he knows backwards and forwards. Right. So, to quote John Mueller, along with the launch of support for JSON-LD for reviews and product structured data 